episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to keep supporting the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymecoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. For the first time in Drag Race of Spawn history, Supreme Deluxe fucked up. It was a shocking elimination after a wacky snatch game. So who should really have gone home? You're about to find out. It's time to talk all things Drag Race of Spawn 2. And joining me to talk blank is Venikava. Hello. How are you? Hi. How are you? So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you. You're here on a very special episode, one where I'm finally mad at Supreme Deluxe. I've How many episodes has this been? And I've been saying she's like the best host there is. Mm-hmm. She's been saying she's been week. looking really good. Mm-hmm. She oh, fucked up this week. Happy about this one. Let's find out mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy, girl. Two mistakes in one episode. But we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, Drag Race Spawn you too. How have you been enjoying this season? I've been enjoying it a lot. A lot of people... I think are sharing the same thoughts that this is one of the best franchises in the drag race yes. universe. I really enjoy it. Uh, Spanish is my first language. So I get to like laugh at some like different things. I think it's like mm-hmm. a fresh season. The cast is pretty diverse. So overall I've been enjoying it. Um, yeah, I'm having a good time watching it. Now, when you watch it, do you watch it in Spanish or do you have the I subtitles watch, on? I watch it in Spanish and then I put the subtitles in Spanish as well because I speak a very different Spanish than the Spain, that the mm-hmm. Spanish in Spain. So there's right. like some words that I'm like, what? But, you know, so like the subtitles help me keep up. And then Jurigi's accent is also a bit weird. So and I, to I me, when they said that, I was like... For- there's an accent? What What are you talking about, yeah. accent? I don't like, hear it. But, like a French woman speaking Spanish, basically. Inter- interesting. Now, wh- what what is your background? Um, I'm originally from Puerto Rico, and then I moved here to New York around four years ago. Nice. Well, I hope it's been everything you dreamed it is. <laughs> yes, it's been a lot of fun. You know, it's like fast paced, but I've been enjoying it so far. Nice. Well, we're going to talk about this wild episode. Um, so let's begin. But before we begin about the episode, we did have a little announcement from the show saying that this episode was filmed prior to the death of actress Veronica 4K, who is portrayed in Snatch Game. The reason for this is 4K's death was ruled a suicide and there will be discussion of some of her more eccentricities. So this is why they wanted to ensure that everything that is seen is all from a point of admiration. And obviously we will see the result and they could not edit anything out because yeah. it really would have affected the episode. Uh, what did you think of this um, precursor announcement? 
So I knew who Veronica was um, mm-hmm. because I've watched a lot of like Armadoar's mo- movies and I recognized her mm-hmm. from Pika, which was referenced in one of the, the past episodes. I think Escape right. did um, her character. So like I was kind of familiar with her. I didn't like I didn't research into it because I was like, oh, OK, I know who that, that is. So thank you for letting me know why it was like such a like why the message mm-hmm. was so packed because I was like, okay, she passed away. They could have just did it like as a memorial thing. But right. now that the death is a little bit like unclear, I understand why they had to do that. Like for right. sure. And, and, and we'll, we'll discuss like the performance was great, obviously, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, she, she's a very interesting human. Mm-hmm. And that's what we learned in this performance. And obviously that may all of the things we learned in the performance may have added to the suicide so i yeah. think this was handled very well mm-hmm. we'll see if I it ever happens again <laughs> all right diving in hota has left the building the amante doesn't want to be mean but she, she doesn't care that hota's gone and neither do i honestly she i liked her at the start of the season yeah. and then she completely tanked for me yeah 18 year olds i don't think she was don't going to drag race her. it was good she could have you know we saw what she had to give i hope she grows in the future but she's still exactly now the tiger ate her and she doesn't want them to let the tiger eat her eat them too um yeah that tiger was not the mascot of the season like she really wanted it to be no janichi says that she wished she had the confidence the hota had at age 18 and calls her brave i mean same if i was that courageous and delusional at age 18 i would have ruled the world Yes, but definitely. I didn't have that delusion. I was I was a very sane and still pretty sane person. <laughs> so how is Onyx feeling? Because the girls see her look serious. Well, just like it'll all be later on in this episode, she's not happy. Uh, she's taking it all personally, and she is a sensitive person. She's very much in her head. Benedita will say it's a competition, and it could happen to any of them, but let's really be honest here. I just don't think they appreciate Onyx's style of drag. It's kind of been evident. I agree. I think there's like, like the editing is not super like visible, but they definitely have preference to some queens and sometimes Mm -hmm. maybe the placement or how much they like clap for one queens over others. And I don't think they're like necessarily living as much for Onyx as maybe some of the audience members are because they're right. like, her looks are really good. The looks have been really cool. Exactly. I didn't think that, I didn't even think she was doing terrible in performances or challenges, but no. we'll get to it. We'll, we'll yeah. discuss. Onyx doesn't want to be in the bottom or close to the bottom because it's an intense feeling. Now, Sharon tells Rigi that she could see while the judges were talking to her that she could tell she was crying and feeling defeated. She felt that she didn't want Shirigi to get like that and she started to get a knot in her own stomach. Now, meanwhile, the Amante tells us that Shiriji needs to wake up because this is a competition. Is the Amante the antagonist of the season? She's not really a villain per se, but she's always on the wrong side of an argument. Yeah, she seems to be very much like, girls, let's do it. This is a competition. Get your head out of the game. While most of the other competitors are like, kind of like, oh, let's like, kind of like trying to help them out being yeah. nice to them and she's just like very matter of a fact like let's just do this competition don't worry about mm-hmm. it type of problem solving person now jerizhi's going to say that it was the wrong time of the month and she's having dysphoria mm-hmm. and Estrella believes that jerizhi deserves to be there just as much as the rest of them meanwhile Estrella gets con- congratulated for having a blast as a winner she loves being an idiot and you know what i love that she loves being an idiot we need more idiots in the world yes 
And while she's been talking, um, I think I've started to fall in love with her a lot more throughout the episodes. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I wasn't really like focusing on her, but she just has a kind of like star quality when she's doing the confessional. And she Mm -hmm. like, she kind of is like a character, like a, a character that you see in one of these like, Spanish movies or even like mm-hmm. a character in Veneno like she kind of speaks like those like people that you think are like fake but that's actually just like how she talks like absolutely Theron and Estrella have been nuns and they don't know what's going to be next for them but the future is theirs it's it, it's it, it's their season one of them is going to win I'm fully convinced of it I I agree but from this moment, there is a fire under all of their asses. Only eight queens left. The fight is going to be fierce, and shit is about to get real. It's a new day, and the queens are going to spell the word drag for their entrance. And, well, at least they tried. It was a chop. It was a chop. They, I don't think they even got all the letters in there. No, they, they failed miserably. <laughs> then Adita preferred entering with animal sounds, as she can do a duck. And we find out she's very good with her lips. Um... I'm sure she's very good at things involving a mouth, but as Settler says, Drag Race Disney, and honestly, I'm here for that. I would totally live for a full Disney season. Yes, at least an episode, right? Yeah. Now, Onyx can do a goat sound, likely because she is a throat goat. Um, Are you able to do any animal sounds? I don't think so, no. Like, not Uh, on the spot. spot. (laughs) (laughs) I can do like an owl. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. But yeah. I can do bird. That's that's about it. Um, also, Onyx is a Gemini, so she's feeling great today. Obviously, uh, Gemini's we know um, have mood swings. <laughs> um, Gemini's out there, you know I love you, but y'all gotta you, you gotta keep it to one. You can't give me both sides all the time. What's your sign? I'm an Aquarius. Same. Oh my god, yes, January. I'm January. I am the dawning of the age of Aquarius, January twentieth. Oh, yes. Day one, nice. Oh, we love it. Now, Setless is sitting in Hotha's spot, and that spot apparently is cursed. We don't want to stand there. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to comp- contemplate what the challenge is coming next. Onyx hopes it's a sewing challenge. Diamante wants to get that one over with, as it will be the toughest for her. If only they just swapped the weeks, one week off. Mm-hmm. Estrella wants to do a stupid mini challenge, and Sharon says only if there is a prize. Now let's discuss this. Have there been no prizes for winning maxi challenges, or are they just not announcing them? I know there's a prize for this one, but I haven't been aware of the other ones. They win like some kind of sex toy thing, right? And this one? Yeah, for the well, for the mini challenge, but for the maxi challenge, the they're not winning cha- anything. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think Why? so. Why? That's so rude. I don't know. And I also did the conversion of money and it's only like 32,000. I was like, maybe the euro, you know, the euro has really devalued itself. <laughs> they need cash tap on yeah, their half right now. Um, with no alarm, Supreme walks in with a very green and olive suit and it's a choice. Um, green is not my favorite color. I'm sure Michelle Visage would have been screaming. But for so this week's I mini challenge. I like this suit for some okay. reason. I don't think I like the blue undershirt, but as you can see, I'm a fan of green. <laughs> so okay. Okay. I was like, green I don't is that. but yes, let's continue. <laughs> um, for this week's mini challenge, poetry is the greatest language. They will be reciting famous poetry in a fresh way, but more on that soon. Venedita is not a fan of writing poetry. She is more of a Prozac and prose kind of girl. And I'm like, I will take Prozac. That sounds like fun. 
The pit crew arrives and um, they are just simply wearing addicted undies and the queens are just very hot and bothered. Like literally Estrella asks to be fed their baguette. Um, and now we're going to learn what's in their sack. Are Spanish people just that horny all the fucking time? I don't know. I guess they've been locked up for a long time. They were like a little bit too horny maybe, but like mm-hmm. I've seen some comments online of people being like uncomfortable watching the the that segment with the pit crew. Yeah. They the pit crew now, themselves, I like went to them online and they seemed to be fine with it, so they consented to this type of like foolish behavior, oh, but it was a little bit too like you know, sex, 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 like for me, like I was like, okay, we got it. Like maybe one or two jokes. Yeah, but like, I'm gonna, everybody. I'm going to pull it back a second. I said, are all Spanish people horny? Are all drag queens horny? Yes. Drag queens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. They will each pick a scroll that features a poem on it. They have to memorize it and recite it after getting into 20 minute quick drag. Are you a fan of poetry? So I'm not not a fan of poetry. I only recognize these, and it was like the Pablo Neruda one, which is like really popular. But I also think they didn't like memorize them correctly. Like maybe they should have shown us the actual poem on the side and that would have been funnier. Because I was like, I agree. We don't know. Like a lot of them, like, is this really the poem that they're supposed to be reciting? (laughs) Or are they just right? Now, the queens are picking out their drag and putting on their face as they read their poems. And Estrella, whose poem she believes is about Dick, uh, doesn't have time to change her underwear, nor does she have any new ones. So she's going to do this challenge naked. Meanwhile, Onyx has decided to wear a suit that's basically the equivalent of a small condom. And she's having trouble getting into her look. So how many drag queens does it take to get a drag queen into drag? Apparently three, three. apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, choices. But she looked cool. Yeah. Yes, it was cool. Are you, are um, you, you help her answer drag? Something interesting in there because <laughs> like she should have just cho- if you have twenty minutes, you're not gonna get into that. She should have worn something no. else, like something quick. Not at all. Well, the queen's gonna return, and it's time for some culture. It is poetry time. Marina is up first. She stands against a theatrical backdrop. Second, uh, seconds into her poem, Supreme gives the signal, and a giant fan is revealed. And we all know where this was going. The fan is turned on, and shit is thrown into her face. It is pure chaos. So now we're gonna learn that they have to keep perfect diction, but with wigs flying and the inability to hear their own voice, it is now turned into a comedy challenge. A comedy challenge for the viewers to watch. Um, how would you do in this challenge? I don't think I have the best memorization skills, so I would just go with it like in the funny route. Yeah. And I don't think really the person that won like really did one of the best either. They just choose things at random, so I don't think it really mattered. Like. Yeah. I feel terrible for the PAs who have to clean up the workroom. That floor was vile and gross. All right, so Sharon, she's next. She has a poem by Gloria Fuentes. Um, and just like the kids in the show, I had no idea who that was. But apparently she was a Spanish poet linked to the first literal mo- literary movement following the Spanish Civil War. Thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, Sharon is looking and sounding like Dorothy from Golden Girls. And she was really engaged with the flying objects, panties, garters, bras, and all. She was really that- in character, definitely. Yeah. We'll see later on, she can really get into a character. Mm-hmm. Setless is up and she's literally just screaming with air going straight down her throat, which is just a typical night for her. 
Zurigi mm-hmm. really tried to be sexy, but there was just nothing sexy about this challenge at all. Not at all. The Amante was very serious and stayed serious when the challenge was supposed to be fun. Venedita called her a truck driver because comedy is just not her thing. Now, Onyx decided if there was free food, let's eat. She devoured all that popcorn. I thought that was quite comical. Um, It also made me very hungry. Yes, yes. I would have tried to sneak in at least one or two in there as Mm -hmm. well. Estrella is up. And well, this should have been her moment. She thinks her poem was written by a man for another man and it's scarier than they are. But she is literally just choking on the popcorn. Yes. I did um, remember something. Um, I thought um, the amante looked kind of better than what she normally looks in this 20 minute drag. And I concluded that it was because she's wearing a wig and she never wears wigs on the main stage. I'm like, why are you not wearing wigs? It really helped. You got it. So you see in that 20 minutes, you just plopped on a wig and it really feminized her. I'll just say that. You got it. You got it. Oh, wow. You're on the same page with the Diamante. Hate with me. Yes. All right. Okay. Venedita is showing skin as her boob falls out of her dress due to the wind. But in the end, the winner of this stupid, silly challenge is Onyx. Uh, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. Uh, she wins a selection of the best sex toys, courtesy of Lelo. Um, these horny bitches probably all wanted that prize. Yeah. Maybe they can share. Right. You know. Yeah. That looks like a lot of sex toys. You probably don't need all exactly. that. Exactly. She can, she, don't use it first yeah. and then give you it to the your sisters. But... You don't have that many holes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's time to reveal what the day will, how the day will be more fun. They will be allowing a foreign body to enter them. No, no, no. Not the pit crew, boys. A celebrity. It is time for a snatch game. They have to serve their funniest celebrity impersonation and make them laugh. Estrella says it's every queen's dream to do this challenge. So I ask you, who would you do for Snatch Game, either for a Spanish version or for the American version? For a Spanish version, I think I would do, um, there's this woman, I don't know if you're familiar with her, her name is Nurka Marcos, and she's just gone viral a lot. Um, She used to be like a soap opera actress, but she just Mm -hmm. has very funny quotes because she's done like equivalent of like American Idol and okay. she's always like on the news and she's like a little bit on the vulgar side and it's very sexual I would I think for a Spanish speaking snatch game I would do her cool and for uh, for the U.S. version who are you gonna do who would I do um I've been like really into this like TikTok girl called Trapsalina I would do her. Okay. I think she's like either All Puerto right. Rican or Dominican also, yeah. Nice. Random. Well, playing with them are going to be two hilarious stars ready to stir the pot. It's Jevet and Eva Ache. Are you familiar with either of them? Jevet was on Veneno. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Love her. I think I follow her on Instagram. Eva Ache, I don't know. I Like, I've heard that name, but I don't, I'm not familiar with her. I think she's like a TV personality. And on the panel this week, we have Goya winning actress Maria Leon. Do you know her? No clue. And she okay. did not look very good. She looked kind of like a cheap fairy. Oh. oh, we go talk about that later. Don't you worry. Oh, well, <laughs> the queens are going to get ready as Supreme will just literally walk out of the room and walk right back in to literally, check on them. Like, how long was the day, right? She's wearing the same Seconds. thing. Exactly. Well, the Amante is first. We see a stone mask and a hat, and Supreme guesses Zora. And the Amante is like, you don't recognize her? It's the queen of this show, RuPaul. And Supreme says, that's a big responsibility. 
Now, listen, it's camp, especially mocking the out of drag moment of it all, because we all remember that RuPaul moment. Diamante feels like they are at a point where you have to take risks. She came here to compete. So what does she have in her favor? She's black. Oh, boy. Uh, This is not going to go well. Diamante says that if the impression doesn't go well, she will speak in English and do an accent and make mistakes because Rue's Spanish is bad, question mark. She just wants to make the character funny. Um, The second I saw this, I was like, this is not going to do good like she's not a comedy queen and rupaul we've never seen a good impersonation of her on the show yes yes i was going more for that second one like i don't know about diamante's comedy but the past people who have done rupaul it hasn't played out well Uh, maybe because he wasn't here it could have been a little bit easier than when he actually is there but we'll see how that goes as Onyx and I say, she should have watched the other seasons as choosing RuPaul is not a fact, is not in fact winner winner chicken dinner. Marina comes by and reveals she is doing Antonia Del Arte. She is an Italian model and was the muse of Giorgio Armani. I did not know that. Very cool. I knew she, she has was picked a her, model, but that's all I knew. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> she has picked her because Marina is very Italian and she speaks a little Italian herself. Supreme advises her that an accent will help. Uh, Marina wants to focus on her theatricality and her androgyny as they are a good fit for her. Onyx is going to bring over two options. First is the crazy Catholic Juana de la Loca, or in English, Joanna of Castile and the former Queen of Aragon. While she was considered highly intelligent, she was also referred to as mad. I love learning history of drag race. This is cool. True. <laughs> I had to Google right. who she was, um, but yeah, apparently she was just like a ruler who wasn't yeah. allowed to rule a lot because of her like mental instability. Yeah, I mean. I'm like, work, okay. Things have changed. Look at Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went there, I apologize. Uh, her other option is Valencia's Neighbors. Uh, this was a viral YouTube clip of a woman in Valencia with a bag on her head and plastic parka. Um, I only saw the clip because I was very confused I went to the Drag Race Espana wiki and that sent me right to this video. Yes. What the fuck? I saw the clip and I was living. So apparently this is like something that appeared in some news channel. And yeah. there are these two neighbors. Um, there's two characters. And one of the neighbors is apparently the crazy one who throws like urine at the other neighbor who wears the bags. So she's wearing the bags so the urine won't fall on her. And the crazy neighbor calls her a whore. And this went viral. And it's been a viral meme in like Spain for years. And I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on here, but I was living. I'm loving it. And also wondering why we haven't had our own version of that. Because we have crazy ass people in New York. Yes. Yes. I probably see that all the time on the street. Somebody yelling at somebody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now we're going to get hear that sound effect that usually means there's conflict in the air and the camera shoots right over to Zrigi as she was going to do the same character as it was her first choice. Now Supreme is going to do the thing that Rue never does and says, you come over here. We're going to discuss this as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to discuss the drama and she wants them to both be calm. They both prepare the character, and Jerezi also has the option of doing Manuela Trasobares, who is a trans opera singer and politician, but Valencia's neighbor is her better option. 
Onyx will try to convince Tsuriji that um, Tasubaris is a great character and she thinks it's too glamorous for her. Onyx will, says that she can be kind of trashy and make it funny, but Tsuriji is just not buying it. Yeah. After a bit of prodding, Onyx says that she can create a narrative and a story for Juana and she's going to sell it. She's going to give Tsuriji her character and she hopes she does well with it. We yeah. love sisterhood. After watching the video of the Valencia neighbors, La Vecina de Valencia, what they should have done, it's two characters. One of them should have done one and one should have done the other and they could have played off each other and maybe on could have done better. But you know, absolutely, I wasn't, I wasn't there. <laughs> now, Sharon arrives and just shows Supreme some teeth. She needs another clue. It's red hair and Supreme gets it. It's Veronica 4K. Sharon's original idea was Donatella Versace, but with Marina doing Antonia de Latte, she thought Marina would be the winner of the battle of the, of the Italians. So Sharon asks Veronica and adores Veronica and Supreme can't wait to see her. Now, Setlas joins Supreme and she is doing a very rich, rich woman named Carmen Lomana, who is a far right Spanish businesswoman. So another crazy pants. She's going to pick her because of the, her rivalry with Alaska Jibaja, who was another option she has for Snatch Game. Now, when Setless tries out Carmen's voice, it's not that convincing, and Supreme is worried and tries to convince her to switch characters, but we shall see what Setless is going to pick. Astrea is next and puts on glasses and a wig to create Paquita Salas. Technically, this is a fictional character from a comedy series of the same name, directed and created by apparently the only two people who create Javi. media in Spain, the Javis. Yeah. Are there anyone else? Is there anyone else working in Spain no. or do the Javis run the no, world? Apparently they run that shit, but I had watched this show. It's on Netflix and Estrella did really remind me of that character. So I thought it was a really smart choice for her. Mm. Um, but yeah, I kid you not, the Javis really everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. Apparently, maybe they're just the producers of this and they're plugging everything. So they keep making money all around. Honestly, I would not be shocked. It's called Empire. You have to do it. It's true. Now, the show is about a talent agent who used to be at the top of her game in the 90s, but now is a struggling agent. Supreme will ask if she's recognizable in the way she speaks and expresses herself, and Estrella goes into her explanation. She says she's not scared. She trusts herself. And finally, Benedita comes by, takes out a mask, and says the virus does not exist. She is taking on Miguel Bosse, a Spanish pop new wave singer who was also a COVID denier who had videos removed from both YouTube and Facebook. Are you familiar with this person? I am familiar with Miguel Bosé. I used to listen to his music. He's, he was pretty popular. He's a very queer man um, who had like hits maybe when I was like still in high school, like songs that I remember. I don't really, I didn't really keep up with him after that. So like, I didn't know that he was like a COVID denier or apparently like a Coke addict as well. Cause that's like the jokes that we'll hear later. <laughs> but I loved yeah. this character development for them and it made them a very sm- a funny choice. Yes. Supreme finds this brilliant. It's contemporary. He knows that Miguel will not like this impression as it will be a full on attack, but it's all from a place of love. Supreme leaves them to work in peace, but let's see how this game's gonna go. It's time for our craziest version of Snatch Game yet. We have our stunning Jeanette and the uh, quite older Eva Hache. Um, she needed a makeover. Someone needed to help her out because she looked They could have, next to Jeanette, they could have mm-hmm. put anybody in there would have looked terrible, but they could have helped that poor woman out. Yeah. 
All right, let's meet our stars. We have an actress with the extensive filmography, Veronica 4K. She's going to stand up and says that she's not Veronica 4K as she's fed up with her. Call her Vero. And before bed, she tells every actress that the most important thing is smoking a joint and having a finger. I mean, I mean, listen, I mean, I'm no stranger to, you know, having an edible uh, is legal in New Jersey now, bitches. <laughs> um, a finger, not so much. That's not my yeah, game. I don't yeah, yeah. Um, next is the problematic trendsetter who makes their looks from trash bags. It's Valencia's neighbor. And she has a bag over her head and she is very dry in her delivery. But then she says that the bag is reversible, turns it to the side, and we see a hole poked out for her mouth. This was actually quite funny. Yeah. Apparently, her husband gets hard looking at this, but I was like, good job, Jerez. You, you, you're, you're taking a good character mm -hmm. here. That was really funny. I really liked her whole performance. It was like very surreal, bizarre. I was living for it. Yeah. We have someone from a famous family in the world of art and music. It's Miguel Bosse. This was a great transformation for Benedetta. I mean, come on, actual bearded queen. Yes. Yes. Miguel I decides to when say I that. I watched yeah. it, I couldn't recognize who was like Benedetta and who was um, Onyx. I was like, which one is which? Just because I didn't remember yeah. what characters they had. And then I was like, oh, okay, Onyx is the Juana girl. Okay, there we go. Yep. Miguel decides to say that Supreme and her team should be addressed to take off their masks on a scale of one to ten. How much did you miss Spain? Two grams. <laughs> Come on, drugs. Yes. We don't condone drugs on this podcast, but everyone's done it before. They're next up is the... Next up is the woman whose name is written in gold and the history books of Spain, Juana La Loca. What a transformation for Onyx. Uh, also, she looked like Snow White. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't, I literally didn't know who that drag queen was until mm -hmm. like a little bit into it. I was like, okay, that's Onyx. She has asked what the most beautiful, beautiful part of Felipe is, and she doesn't want to be a sinner because when the Inquisition comes, she'll be burning in the fires of hell. And that was the joke. Yeah, that one didn't hit. No. Straight from Brindisi, in behalf of all the whores all over the world, it's Antonio de Latte. She has asked what happened on the beach with her umbrella, and it, it is true. She almost died. Five teeth and 85 stitches later in her mouth, it was a nightmare. I don't know what that story is about, but that's, that, that sounds terrifying. Um, I watched one video of this woman, her like Vogue and Looks video, and she kept, make, kept making reference about when she had like teeth. So apparently she did have some kind of accident where her like teeth were messed up. So I was Ooh. like, after watching that, I was like, okay, that's a little funnier. Cause I had no like, clue what I, I love the beach. I love putting a, a, an umbrella out, but oh my God, could you imagine getting knocked out They're by dangerous. an umbrella? They're dangerous. Ooh. Sometimes they go flying. It's TV presenter and collector of Hot Couture, Carmen Lomana. Uh, she's happy to be there and happy to promote her book, which is about nothing. And that's basically what we got out of this performance. Nothing. Yes. Yes. The queen of queens, global icon among the LGBTQ plus community, it's RuPaul. And Diamante is going to wave a Spanish flag and say, go omelets. This bitch should be banned from DragCon for life because if she ever meets RuPaul, oh my God, what the hell is RuPaul going to say to her? This it, was it not was, off to a hot start. It was like so bad that I kind of lived. Like, you know, you remember those really bad moments in Snatch Game, like, mm -hmm. who is it, Jiggly Caliente going like, Snooki wants no schnush, Snooki wants no schnush. Like, 
yeah. all of those really messy moments in Snatch Game, it was like kind of so bad that I was kind of laughing a little bit. Now, Rue says she's shocked to not see a photo of her in the workroom, so she brought one of her own. And it's just a photo of Diamante. Not this was not planned out properly. Cancel her. Terrible. Like, I even did... even Senwas yeah. had the book of the person she's doing. Make it actually RuPaul. We, we can understand it. We get it. And, like, I had to, like, look more closely, but what she put to hold the picture was, like, a chocolate. So I was like, okay. Right. Kind of- it was Toblerone that she had to, like, get rid of the full name because she can't Copyright. advertise it. Copyright. Stupid. So dumb. And finally, it's celebrity agent and the woman who coined the term 360 actress. It's Paquita Salas. She says that RuPaul, who is just starting out, would be a perfect for a 360 actress. She'll get him apart. Um, great. We're off to a start. Let's get to our first question. First up for Jeanette. Carmen Ferrara ran out of bronzer before her next performance. She is resourceful, though, so she decided to go on stage with her statuesque body covered in blank. Jeanette, who apparently is disgusting and vile, will say, poopy poisons diarrhea. Vulgar. Oh, my God. I did like the reference. They made reference to a lot of the past queens. I will, about that comment, I will say that. Like, I like making reference to the past queens. I love Poopy Poison. Yes. Or did she just literally call her shit? She called Poopy Poison shit. Poopy Poison kind of sounds like poopy. So maybe that was like the joke too. That's true. That's true. All right. Isabel, the neighbor, uh, says urine. She asked to take off her bag as she's hot. She says between the amount of hairspray and the urine, she's had a strange breakout. And I was like, that's gross. Veronica will offer her a shot of coconut liqueur and tells her to drink up. Juana doesn't know who this Carmen Ferrara person is and thinks she must be some sort of court jester. So she says horse grease for carriages. Crickets. Crickets. Miguel figures she'd do the same as him and says coffee. They all laugh. I don't know why. I don't it's, know what the reference is. It's a quote to one of his songs that goes um, something like, ooh, it just like goes literally how he delivered it. Like, ooh, cafe, like part of his song. Gotcha. So, that was kind of funny. This is he, why you're here to help me. They did, that a, they did that a few times, Miguel Bosé, with like, just like putting like a word at the end that was just like a uh-huh. reference to the song and like singing it. And there, that, that was the joke. Gotcha. Now, Veronica is going to ask where Antonia is and thought it was Spanish actor Andres Pajaras uh, because of the hair. Um, Like they'll say later on, Sharon was on all the time. Yes. Now, RuPaul says chocolate powder because she thinks Carmen likes powder. Now, I'm going to help you out, RuPaul, here. The correct (laughs) answer should have been peanut butter because of your song. But I will be here to scrutinize every answer and give you all the answers you should have done because I study RuPaul and it's goddamn show. Diamante, come on! Not a single reference to RuPaul ever in this entire game. They literally did not act like RuPaul at all. It was a little funny to me, the like trying to speak English, Spanish type thing. Like that part was a little funny, but there was literally not a single reference to RuPaul. They wouldn't act like that. They wouldn't say those things. They wouldn't talk like that. And Honestly, like, if you told me the amount they had never seen Drag Race, I would believe I it. I believe it. I believe it. He watched the re- that reunion episode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. For Eva Ache, Manuel Fuentes went to visit America, and surprisingly, the first thing he did at Las Vegas airport was blank. She says, fuck Elvis's ghost. What is wrong with these people? 
They're all horny. They're horny. The Spanish are horny. So horny. <laughs> Veronica will say, fuck virgins. Ay, Dios mío. What is going on here? Um, um, yeah. In Spanish, it's like, I think it's Veronica who says las vergas, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like a joke. Verga is like penis. So las vergas, uh-huh. las vegas. Like, that was funny. Gotcha. Got, okay. Look, look. I See, I, I read this, the English subtitles. Everything no, is yeah. fast. You, you, you miss things, things. But that, that one was funny. That one was funny. Miguel says, call his van dealer. That was another like reference to one of his songs. He has a song called Amante Bandido, which is like a vandal lover and whatever. It kind of like sounds like van, what van dealer, which is like, he keeps making references to, to drugs and whatever. It was like a reference to one of his songs, plus the Coke thing that Miguel Bosé apparently has going on. Mm -hmm. And it worked. It worked. It was funny. Antonia puts a mask on her eyes because once she arrives at the airport, she never leaves the airport. Why? There's a virus. And then she points at Miguel, who gets to volley that it's a hoax and it doesn't exist. Thank you for setting up Benedita for a good impersonation yes. here. That was so dumb. Maria. Yeah. She set her up. Literally. Today. Literally was like, I don't know what to do. Here you go, Benedita. Here it is. And why was her mask up here? She clearly doesn't get COVID yet. <laughs> exactly. Um, Carmen says he smokes a cigarette. She loves them. Work. <laughs> Paquita says, sent an email to spam, which she did recently too. So the joke there, it didn't hit, but the joke is that this Paquita Salas woman is a very bad talent agent. So she keeps messing up her talent. So like it could have worked, but it didn't. Like the delivery wasn't there. Now, Supreme's going to tell the celebrities to get it together. And I was like, oh, no, are we setting up for another Lollapalooza? Mm. I was like, are we going to have a lipstick showdown because y'all suck? All right. Well, during this chatter, we have Miguel say he will put his face in Jeanette's tits. Paquita will offer Jeanette food, but she wants gin and tonic. And then Veronica will say that she is friends with Cristina Almeida, which I guess is a joke at Paquita's expense and says that she doesn't drink. Because uh, then I looked up who Christina Almeida is, and oh boy, she is not a very attractive old lady. I don't know who she is. <laughs> well, I don't know well, her. <laughs> Jeanette's next question, Los Javis are making a biopic about Supreme Deluxe, and they spent the entire budget on blank. She answers, fixing the roots of her own wigs. Thank you! Because like she always has had something, I think her hairline is always like too low, and it's like too like not plucked. So that was a good one. Very good. <laughs> Isabel says that God works in mysterious ways and reveals she wrote Christmas ornaments. To which she pulls out ornaments and string lights. And as plastic ornaments drop, Supreme tries to get Carmen to lobby about it being plastic. And all she does is say, don't put it in the fire. And Jeanette will say she and Carmen are both plastic. Why is the guest better than the contestant? Yeah, she's making better jokes than, than set less, definitely. Rue will answer spotted dick because real girls love spotted dick. This was terrible. Yeah. Shame. 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 <laughs> Isabel is called on again and sings chingle bells, chingle bells as Veronica tries to light her on fire while Isabel spritzer with urine. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Her- they were very lucky to sit next to each other. Those three girls right up there, like Jurigi, Miguel Bosé, and Sharon, they were like the best part of the Snatch Game. And they sat them all together. And Jurigi's performance, 
Um, the jokes, after watching the video, I laughed a lot more. And it's yeah. reminding me a lot of like Katya's Bjork. Like it's like very like, what the hell is going on here? Right. But it, she was really funny. She was really funny. Absolutely. Miguel will say they spent the whole budget to film in Seville. There are laughs. Um, I've never Let been. Her, I don't know. I don't know about that one. <laughs> and Lana says her darling Felipe, she actually brought him there and it's a skull. I personally thought that was a hilarious joke. I thought it that was, was brilliant. It was funny. And also, like, I noticed that there was so many props in the Snatch game. Like, they brought, like, everything up to that table. And yes. also the, the thing that they were writing on, like, it was a good idea, but you could see, like, fingerprints on it. And look right behind you. Why aren't those curtains steamed? Like, those curtains are all wrinkly. I was noticing all these things. They need to, like, work on that for the next one. Yeah. Listen, Drag Race is fine. you near perfect. There's still some. Fun. I just need so much, um, more, a little bit more money. That's it. Yeah, I I was really upset that they gave um, Onyx that like shady music after that joke. I thought it was hilarious. I I, thought I it really was did. Yeah, at least that joke. <laughs> yeah, Eva Hatche's question: The Vima Normi has been chosen to star in a Turkish soap opera called Blank. She says silent lip sync. <laughs> it was she could have maybe said something funnier but like the joke was there you know like i don't know like said she could have phrased that better but the joke was there. i'm still it. bitter at domima but whatever she was like no <laughs> veronica answers dick on the dunabe for dilvi isabel says slut slut whore but she's none of those things but let's be real dovima is definitely a slut slut whore Yes, <laughs> she stole Sagittarius' boyfriend, or that's at least oh what I think. We never found I out that story. That I didn't read that rumor. That's what oh, they that said in the first the episode. The yeah, oh and then they didn't tell us what actually happened. So oh, I'm yeah. I'm making it up. I'm saying that's what mm -hmm. happened. Um, Antonia says sex and the insurrection. Apparently, that's all she knows how to do, and I don't get it. And Carmen says, a question of attitude. It's everything you need to feel good inside and out. A.K.A. it's her book. Another one. Yes. Another book. And Jeanette's final in question. The first thing Britney Spears did once she was free from her father's conservatorship was blank. She answers by Belen Esteban's Gazpacho. I sure wish I knew Spanish pop culture because I didn't get the joke, but apparently Belen Esteban has Gazpacho she sells. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that one either, but then she says, like, hashtag free Britney or something, and I was like, that's yeah. cute. Um, but uh, for those who don't remember, Bill Esteban was a character on Snatch Game last year from Arancha. Okay. I did not remember. Mm -hmm. Veronica will throw, will uh, go to the ultimate, throw the ultimate shade and say, learn to sing. Um, she calls them like she sees them, and I was like, that's funny. That's what yeah, that was funny. That was funny. And Paquita says for a role on Puento Viejo, which is the biggest show in Spain. And that's it. The alarm sounds. Buzzer's gone. We've reached the end of our game, and the winner is supreme because she can't be touched by anybody. What? <laughs> um, better than last season? Worse than I, last season? How do I, we feel about this? I enjoyed this Snatch game. I think I had to do some research to enjoy it more. Yes. Um, once I like knew a little bit more about the Vecina de Valencia character, and then um, I saw like one little video about um, Marina's character, I was like, okay, I kind of get these jokes more. I think it did help for me in this circumstance that I knew more of the characters than I did for the yeah. last season. 
Yeah. So once like you with some cues, like it is funny. I think definitely the top three was that first line up there. It was like Miguel Bosé, Jurigi, and Sharon. Yep. All right. Well, elimination day. The worst. What do you think did the worst? Have I not been clear that it was the Amante? Oh. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. All right. Elimination day. The queens enter like normal people for once because they're full of nerves. How are they doing shittier by the day? But at least they made it to Snatch Game. Diamante kept overthinking it, wishing it would be over. And Venedita says that she was impressed by Jurigi as she wasn't rehearsing and she didn't hear the French accent. In fairness, neither did I, but i that's harder for my ears than it is your ears. They start to get in makeup because it's runway time. And in an unfortunate sign of what is to come, the backstory moment we get here was all on Onyx. She is asked how she's doing and she says it varies. Sometimes she's not great, and sometimes she's really happy to be there. There are days when she feels depressed because she feels bad about herself, and she doesn't feel a part of things, and she can't relate on a personal level. She believes she's an unreachable person because of the things she's gone through. She came from a family where she was left out for being gay. At a young age, she assimilated to the fact that she didn't belong anywhere. Spent many years thinking she was weird, but drag helped her through. This is why she's an alien in drag. She says being different is also a badge of honor for her weirdness. She is the strangest and the most abstract. Grading Onyx, she was taking the fantasy world she escaped to and saying she's coming out into the world and she's still going to be fucking weird. And look at her now. She says that being with the other queens and being able to open up is lovely because it makes her realize she is not alone. This was sad to hear. Yeah. It was like the tear-jerking moment of the episode. Because you look at her and you feel like she's a very confident person, but Mm -hmm. I think that's what is kind of special about these moments is these drag queens that we look up to, they're, 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 they're human. They have flaws. They have, they have cracks and admitting you have the flaws and cracks is a huge, huge step. And I think it's like kind of the same story with a lot of drag performers um, we do drag because it kind of empowers us to like yes. be something different. So it's it was a relatable moment as well. Absolutely, um, yeah. It, it, because like we've we've heard about uh, mental illness on the show before. We've we've heard about um, these topics, but we really haven't discussed depression in the way that Onyx has opened up about it. And I think that is so important, especially coming out of this side of COVID. Like we've all gone through it. We've all been there and they have too. like even getting ready for the show they're still dealing with the covid side of things um so i'm I'm glad we got to hear onyx's discussion about depression i agree astrea says that they all have to create a safe space where onyx can be onyx marina can be marina they can all be themselves there's a big group hug because this is what drag is all about we love group hugs we love family we don't cut people off at a minute into their song we love it everybody say love Everyone say love. All right, let's head to the main stage where Supreme is sporting an 80s wig in gray, and I hate everything about it. It does not work with a dress unless she's going to a hair metal prom. It was a little tacky. I don't hate, hate the look. I think because of what I said earlier, I think the bangs worked for her because there's always something weird with the hairline. Yeah. But I did think it was like a little like mishmashy, like maybe just the, she had like some tights on. I don't know. She had like a lot on. It looked very yeah. 80s prom. 
Now, we've got Javier Ambrosi, Anna Locking, Javier Cavo, and special guest Maria Leon, who is sporting her own version of drag. Um, and yeah, looking like a bad Katy Perry. Yeah. Even the bikini thing could have been like a tighter cut, you know, like higher mm -hmm. cut, like, and it would have flattered her more. It could have been a lot better. But I, I will say, yeah, is Maria's eyes are sparkling. They were stunning. She, she's really, really pretty. Yeah. Um, Miss Anna Locking looks amazing. Her those makeup eyes, giving the whole season. She's one of the best drag queens in the season. <laughs> she really is. And the hair, it was, it was yeah. like she's 60s. always she always has different hair pieces. She either has a bang or a pony. Like she has a good team behind her. She sure does. And she's like fifty something. Yeah, she's old. She's so good. She looks. She is old. For her. All right. Category is Spanish dolls. And in honor of the runway, we are going to play Barbie Girl or Knock Off Barbie. Yes. Are you ready? Okay, got it. All right. Starting off with Marina. Look by a go go headpiece by Ruben Marmal. So she starts off with this bodysuit and a disco ball in her head. When she takes it off, she had like a big M on her head that's supposed to look like plastic hair. She says she is serving disco doll. I think her makeup has shades of doll, but the rest of the look is just not resonating. I love that she is exploring femininity with the big boobs, but I guess creating your own doll means the boobs can burst in any time. Um, and then we get to the mix and match red hair thing, which was a choice, and I kind of was a bit uncomfortable, but I guess it was her version of camp. It was, I liked the concept of this look. I liked the interchangeable body hair thing. Um, I didn't mind the M thing hair because it was kind of Marina. Right. For me, this is like, a miss like it's like very okay like it's an okay yeah. look i'm gonna give it a knockoff barbie yeah i'll give it knockoff as well the audience 35 percent barbie girl 65 percent knockoff barbie they did not like it yeah next up diamante mary brown look by nami walker of course she goes with a cheap doll like a rag doll because her taste level is still leaving a lot to be desired the look is inspired by a song called Muñeca de Trapo by La Orga de Van Gogh. Though I don't know the original source material, so it's all lost on me. After they said that on the panel, like I did like the, con I, once again, I like the concept of just like the devil hugging her. That's part of the song. I, yeah. do, I do know the song, but this was terrible. And I just don't understand why she's not wearing a wig, at least underneath that. Like she just loves not wearing a wig. She looks way too short and it just looks very costumey and cheap. And yeah, I didn't really like almost anything about this. I like certain elements. I think the patchwork on the dress is nice. The button eye is cool, but where's the hair? This is a perfect chance to create a wig out of yarn. Like have fun with it. Diamante is never great at execution. And this frustrates me when we've seen someone leave who is so far superior in that department. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> Supreme is going to ask her how she felt about Snatch Game. And she says she was completely off her game. She planned a character she studied, but she got lost in her head. Supreme says that RuPaul is a complex character and you have to nail her if you're on Drag Race. Maria says that she made a lot of choices that didn't work for her. And it was the attitude and power that she had that was missing. She has the power to say nothing and be powerful, RuPaul. I didn't like the look. Knock off Barbie. Could have been better. Same. Knock off Barbie. Audience, 42% Barbie girl, 58% knockoff Barbie. Next up, drag set last. No designers listed. I love this concept. This was such a smart idea and out of the box for a doll runway. She is a naked doll, but really, she's also one of those like posable figurines. 
She is leaving nothing to the imagination. And for the second episode this year, we get a lot of blurring out. No booty hole for us. Um, The plastic platform heels are cheap, but it goes with the naked concept. The purse she has is the colors of the non-binary flag. So we love visibility. This was a really simple yet effective runway. I think her face makeup was super beat. She looked amazing. The body makeup, they just don't have enough time to pull up this con- this concept. Um, maybe she would have done like a bodysuit that did that yeah. because she should have had like a corset under there to give it like more of a shape. Like, I don't know. Like, I think like conceptually it was very strong, but there could have been some element to either give it more shape or like, I don't know, some very nice earrings, like something else because the only accessory was this bag that was really ugly. And I do get that it's like the non-binary flag. Um, I'm non-binary myself, but it was an ugly bag, you know, like make it pretty if that's your only accessory besides you being naked. So I think she should have either like shaped her body a little bit or like had a better accessory. It would have been better. I'm still gonna give this a Barbie. It's still like a good look because like the concept was really good and her face is really beat but it could have been executed better in my opinion. Sure, absolutely. Ambrosi says she disappointed him as he didn't see Carmen Lamana at all. She made him sad because she is funny and if she keeps exploring that, she could take them by surprise. Supreme says that when she was making her doubt herself, it was because she could see the other choice was better as her voice is similar. She's going to do the voice and the judges gag. Calvo says they all make bad choices, and Anna says she enjoyed her statement about gender fluidity and expression in her doll look. She took the power of imagination when you're a kid and doesn't, and when you don't think about gender. I'll give it a Barbie girl. Yeah, the audience, Barbie girl. 82% Barbie girl, 18% knockoff Barbie. Next up, Onyx, look by David Moss, hair by Pablo Pajar. She is a drag queen who is very, 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 very smart. Clearly underappreciated on this show. She is coming out as a Victorian porcelain doll. I can see the horror this doll could cause. Her makeup works so well with this concept. I love the lace and how delicate she looks compared to many of her very harsher monster images. The way she moved was very whimsical. I think the rose gold hair was a great choice to pair with the pale yellow. I liked it a lot. Yes, I did. I grew to appreciate the look a little bit more. I think the makeup wasn't because they don't have enough time to do this. Like, I don't think it was like executed like as good as I would want to. And like, I didn't love the makeup. I did really like the dress. I thought it should have been a little bit shorter at the front and even maybe longer at the back. And then the heels should have been like a little bit taller um but like the makeup for me wasn't working because like i guess she was trying to look like plastic but i don't know what or like but she was a porcelain doll but she was trying to look like plastic so that didn't make sense to me it's interesting she should have just asked your ag to paint her face look like a doll you know like it could have been simpler and she would have had more time to execute it she didn't need anything like on the hands and all that the makeup was what threw me off but i really did like the look so i give it a barbie girl Pablo says what happened to her in Smash Game is what happened to Hugasio. They picked intellectual ideas and got caught in their head. It was one note and not a funny note. Anna says she missed a trick because she could have got a lot more out of a paranoid person. Her look excites her as she stepped out of her comfort zone and gave them a character that represented an idealized version of reality that only exists to look at. I agree. Barbie girl. Audience. Barbie girl. 70% Barbie girl, 30% knockoff Barbie. 
Next up is Sharon, hair by Alberto Sixto, shield by Jordi Martinez. So she's going to start off as a doll that's creeping out, aka like a pillow doll. Then she reveals to an action figure of sorts as this warrior princess type thing, Masters of the Universe. Um, it's a very sexy approach to the runway, but we're going to break it down, shall we? It's a fucking white leotard with gold pieces layered on top of it. It did not look as good as she wanted it to. Overall, I was underwhelmed. It's good, but not good enough for me to give her a win for the week. I really liked this look. The first one she came out, I really liked the ruffly pink one. And I saw a picture of like the doll she was referencing and it was literally that. Apparently they're just like a pillow doll that's like a bunch of ruffles and you just see the head. Freaky. So she did like two dolls. And then I guess the other one was like He-Man. Her makeup looked very like beat, like very, her. she looked very polished. I really liked this look. And I think the only, like why she won was because like, the look was like better than the other looks that the top girls had. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get there shortly. Um, Calvo says the character was executed perfectly. She wasn't just performing really well. When the questions were asked, she was always in character and hilarious. Maria says she had the voice, body language, and her energy and spirit. Anna says her acting on the runway was executed perfectly and the look was amazing. I am going to give it a knockoff Barbie. I'm going to give it a Barbie. She looked cut. Uh, the audience, 43% Barbie girl, 57% knockoff Barbie. Next up, Jodie de Clean. No designers listed. Uh, she is literally a porcelain doll, so this look made sense for her. Yet she's brought some darkness to it in a way that Onyx did not. Very interesting that they flip-flopped. That being said, she's playing the role of a doll from a music box. Those long lashes are terrifying and scary. I like that she did nude rather than pink ballerina because it was much spooky gear when paired with the black hair and accents um also just saying she was on point the entire time during that runway she was walking on point yeah i this was my favorite look out of all of them it was definitely the most fashionable look out of anybody's yes. on the runway um the makeup was really stunning it was very like pat mcgrath vibes um the lashes were amazing i loved the hair that she had however when you do like zoom into her closer, like I'm a makeup girl. So I'm like, I'm looking at everybody's makeup a lot. And like the application of like around the eyebrows was a little bit like chunky monkey. So like that there, when they zoomed into her, I was like, oh. But like, this was still my favorite look. Definitely a Barbie girl. She blew it up. Ambrosi says that RuPaul says that Snatch Game differentiates two types of queens. Fierce queens and basic bitches. She was fierce. On the runway, she had a simple character with a lot of personality. He says, keep believing in yourself. Anna says that she was always representing absolute beauty. I'm going to give it a Barbie girl, too. I liked it. Barbie girl. Audience, 63% Barbie girls, 37% knockoff Barbie. Venerita Van Dash, look by Antonio Velasco. Heronis by Rubina Rogue. Corset by Cadacia. Graffiti by Zet Graf. The eyes. Those are the eyes we typically see drag queens do when they want to do a doll look. Um, I mean, calling it but diabetes. I like her approach of revealing under the matador cape um, is a choose-your-own accessory, but make it sexy. It's got vibes that are burlesque and theatrical. Having a tag, I think, was a very smart move on the entire runway. I loved it. This was a great homage to Spain and a wonderful execution of this runway. She made, I think she should make this doll part of her merch. It would be a good part of her merch. I really liked the look. 
I just think it was a little bit similar to things we've seen her done before. Like Fair. I think she's worn a similar headpiece and she wears like, it's kind of the same like Bosco situation where there's like a lot of lingerie going on. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason that I wasn't like gagging because I feel like I've seen her do something similar. That's but the very cape fair. Was, the cape was really good at having all of those like accessories that made her like what her like branding is like Benedita bondage, which kind of sounds like bondage, you know. So mm-hmm. it was giving that. I liked her branding. Um, the makeup is a no. Um, I really didn't like her makeup. It was like very, I don't know where she had to have that, I guess like doll, but like, I don't know. I wasn't living for the makeup. Um, so it is still a Barbie girl, but it's like a eight out of 10 for me. Number else now that Kyle says it was absolutely everything from the makeup, the clothes, the hair, the expression, the gestures, and the answers. Anna says she blended elements of her culture on one hand with Spanish art on the runway and played with it in an interesting way. I loved it. It's a Barbie girl for me. Mm-hmm. Same. Audience, top of the week, 88% Barbie girl, 12% knockoff Barbie. And finally, Estrella Extravaganza, the silicone head and dress by Flash Studio, look by Iste. Uh, she went with sex doll, but this was well executed for Estrella. The creepy doll head was not what I expected from her, but it worked. I'm glad the flamenco paper dress was removed fast to reveal the sex doll underneath. Uh, this was cool and kind of sexy for Estrella. Uh, I mean, come on, harness and collar on latex. Pour one out for the big girls. Yes, I liked this one a lot. I really liked the head thing. And I liked when she removed the first paper doll. They had a lot of reveals that were better than the reveal thing that happened like last week. I was like, maybe these yeah. looks were meant for that. And then they had to like switch it up. Um, but that little paper doll thing, when she took it off, was a lot better. The head was really interesting looking. I know Willem has like a similar like baby thing that like kind of reminded me of that. I didn't like when she removed the doll thing because like the heart makeup like wasn't making sense to me. And then like her whole like ear tabs on her wig were like completely lifted. Like she didn't even put like a single bit of glue there. So like it would have looked better if she would have stayed with that baby doll. head thing. Yeah. But it's still a Barbie girl for me. I agree. Barbie girl audience agrees. 62% Barbie girl, 38% knockoff Barbie. Supreme has decided that Marina and Estrella are safe, leaving Diamante, Setlas, Surigi, Sharon, Onyx, and Benedita as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? I think so. Like, it was like, who, who was safe again? It was Setlas. Uh, we had Marina, and, safe was Marina and Estrella. Estrella. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that. Yeah. Now, in our Untucked Junior, Estrella is feeling good being safe. She was expecting me to be safe, even though she felt like shit during Snatch Game as she was nervous. But she's also glad she's getting to talk to Marina as friends. The tops and bombs are going to return and talk about what happened. The Amante is ready to lip sync. She is a total bottom and also in the bottom. Uh, she took a risk that just didn't work out. Sharon says it's less clear who will be lip syncing with her, but Setless thinks it could have been her as she wishes she made different choices, but it's the decision she made and she has to take responsibility. Onyx shares that they liked her look, but told her Juana was a mess. It was a failure. Okay, everyone's saying the truth. Jirigi wanted to cry her eyes out when the hobbies called her fierce, but she paid attention and paid off. And for her, this is just the beginning. Uh, if they're going to keep that line in, watch the edit. She's going to be a long hauler, I think. 
Benedita was told she was great, and they all said her Miguel Bosse was amazing. When she gets into character, she immerses herself in the character and does whatever it takes. But they're going to all joke that Estrella sitting back looked like an inflatable doll just to open her mouth. Sharon says just put her in a box and put her in a sex shop. Um, now, I said Venedita should make her doll a merch. Estrella, don't make your doll a merch, please. Uh, I don't know. No, thanks. No, thanks. We don't live that much. No, no. All right. The queens are going to return for the decisions. Sharon is deemed the winner. Venedita, Jorigi, and Setless are safe, leaving Onyx and Diamante as the bottom two. Do you agree? Because I sure do not. Onyx definitely should uh, not. Um, Diamante definitely should have been there. I think Onyx and Setless were kind of interchangeable. They had strong looks, but their like snatch game was like kind of like equally bad. I do think like maybe I laughed a little bit more like at the Setless thing, but like it it really was like either or. But I think they kind of just wanted to get rid of Onyx based off the song that they choose, which is a really great song, but it really plays to Diamante's performance style. And I mean, it would have been a really good lip sync because Setless is kind of a dancer too, but yeah. Well, I had major issues with Sharon winning. I think, yes, her snatch game was the best, but I think overall, Venedita did great in snatch game and had a better look than Sharon. And that's why I am shocked that Venedita did not win this week. Or at least make it a tie. Yeah, I mean, they clearly want to make sure, like, who is going to be in the top at the ends. I think that's part of the, like, shady edits that go on in the season. But I, I do think Sharon did deserve the win. Like, she kind of had a master of that whole room. Like, she would interject when other people weren't really right. doing that, which I don't think Benedita did. She kind of waited to be talked to, while Miss Sharon had, like, 50 props up there, and she was, like, making jokes about all the other girls. So I, I, it, yeah, like I, I, I could see like a lot of them winning and it really depends, but I, I would give it to Sharon. I did like Sharon's look more than I did like Benedita's just because I had like, like I said, I feel like I've seen her done that before. And Sharon kind of did like two looks that I thought were both like good. And that's totally fair. Um, my my fear here is it's kind of setting us up in the same way of Carmen, where Sharon's just 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 dominating. Yeah. Um, like I think Venedita has been faring well, but yeah. she's like losing this challenge may lose her potential for being in the end. Astrea yeah. is is catching up to Sharon, and we are obviously seeing a lot of Astrea in confessionals, and I think Astrea is going to be there with Sharon, but. At this point, I don't know. I, I'm 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 nervous for an Australia win, yeah. but it is what it is. I do want to point out some magic of television. When Setlass walked back to the uh, stage, you could see that not only was the microphone wire running down her back, it was taped to her leg because she was hashtag naked. Yes, it was like coming up her neck on the side. <laughs> All right, so the song they have to lip sync to is a standard in drag lip syncs if you're a Latina performer. It is Arasando by Talia. Have you performed yeah. this before? No, it's a really hard song. Like it's like basically like Nicki Minaj in Spanish. Like it's a very yeah. fast lip sync. Um, somebody who does, I don't do it also because like I'm friends with somebody who does do it often, which is Sabaleta. So I'm like, I don't want to do other people's songs. Um, but she does a really good job at it. I think Savaleta does a better job than these two people did on the stage, but it really mm -hmm. lends itself for like 
an onyx win since they are more of a dancer type. But I do think uh, Miss, um, I get confused with, uh, Diamante win, um, Onyx did really hold her ground and did really do a good job at the thing. So yeah, this was a high energy song that, again, certainly favored Diamante, but I was impressed with Onyx. Mm -hmm. Spanish rap is hard. Like those words were spinning out a mile a minute. Yes, this is a really hard song, yeah. Um, There were moments where Diamante tried to do camp, but she didn't lip sync those parts. And then when you have, Onyx literally standing next to her, getting mm-hmm. every single word. I was like, okay, may- maybe Onyx is going to do this. Yeah. But the Battle of the Dolls has concluded, and in the end, track record won out as Diamante stays and Onyx is eliminated. And I wholeheartedly disagree. To me, this was a travesty. How do you feel? I do think, Miss um, Diamant- Diamante, right, is the dancer one. I do think she kind of. She kind of like did a little bit better, but I was super like proud and like that Onyx did so good in this song. Um, I think she pulled it off just by a little bit, but for me, this could have been very easily like a double save if there ever had to be one because it was a very close lip sync. It just depends on like what type of performance style you want. And they were clearly like jumping up and down whenever um, Diamante was doing any of her little tricks they're like, whoa, girl, yeah. So they were yeah. clearly more inclined for that type of lip sync. I just think that the way they treated Onyx all season is part of why they want they got rid of her. Because if you're going to say that it was a very even lip sync, track mm-hmm. record favors the Amante, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I, I still just, I mean, even that one week where they put her in the bottom. Which because I don't of, know why um, it favors Diamante because Onyx to me has been doing better during the season. I agree. They've, they've just been deciding that the other one has been doing better. Yeah, it, it's Diamante, insane. I don't think Diamante will make it very far. Oh, no, absolutely either. not. Diamante's so, leaving next week because I'm it's a design seeing, challenge. I'm just seeing it very like, okay, let's get rid of um, Onyx because we want these certain girls to be at the end and we might not be able to get rid of her later. So let's get rid of her now. Well, Onyx is shaken up and disappointed, but the odds were stacked against her. She's going back to her planet. Yes. Teleport me to Mars. (laughs) Are you ready for some burning questions to wrap up this podcast? Let's do it. What is Onyx's legacy? Onyx's legacy... I think they did a great job. Um, we haven't really seen their type of drag on probably any franchise. Like we've seen alien girls or girls that are like other creatures, um, drag things as they like to call them. Um, but they had a very defined aesthetic, which was this alien X creature, great special effects makeup. That's why I was a little bit tough on her on this makeup because she's done so much better ones in the past. You know, she's had like amazing looks. I think she was also kind of a cutie. She was kind of like a trade of the season also. So that's part of her legacy and very likable, like very likable, seems like a very humble, nice person. They had very good conversations with the other people. So I think they had a good run um, and they were kind of played dirty. I would have definitely loved to see them like in a top three. Yeah, I think Onyx really brought alternative and monster drag to Drag Race in a way that we've never seen before. Um, And I think us as viewers appreciated it in a way that I don't believe the judges did. And you know what? It sucks being the guinea pig. It sucks being the one to have to change minds. But 
I'm optimistic that we're going to see more artists like Onyx on all the franchises. And I hope that the judges will treat the other contestants better because Onyx really did some really incredible things. Like I forever am going to remember that ale, the um, the angel mm-hmm. look from that first yeah. episode. It's easily one of the best looks in the entire year. And the year's not even halfway over. It was a lot better than Seth Less Naked Look. Exactly. All right. Now it is the decade ball. Uh, this challenge is going to be very interesting because we're doing future. We've done future. We've done modern. We're going to the past. I can't wait to see how that's going to work. Who are you worried about? We've definitely heard that Miss Diamante isn't like a sewer or whatever. So she'll probably do not very great in this. Um, who else is left up there? Maybe Estrella might be bad at this. She hasn't been the most fashionable girl that we know of. So mm-hmm. she could be doing bad. I have a feeling Miss Sharon knows how to sew. Like she's been doing drag for forever. So she'll probably do well. And then um, Bennett, um, what's her name? Jurigi and Marina. They're kind of fashion girlies. So I feel they'll, they'll be able to do good. So maybe um, yeah. Diamante and who's left? Miguel Bosé, who did uh, Benedita. She has good looks, but I don't know. It's very like bra penny, which I live, but you know, like, Maybe sewing might not be her like strong suit. Yeah, I think the Amante will be definitely be a goner. Absolutely. Um, it's just going to be who's going to lip sync against her. It could be Estrella. Mm-hmm. I don't know her talents. It could be Setlas because she has some incredible looks. I don't think she makes any of it her own. Yeah, we don't know. So we're going to see it. We'll find out. All right. I ask it every week. After five episodes, the winner of the season is. I mean, judging by the editing we've been seeing, I am going to say Sharon. Like, I, she, I, I agree. Unless they have like a moment where she like falls down, which they like doing that too. You know, like she'll have like a moment like halfway through the season where she's like, oh no, like, and then she comes back strong again. It's going to, I think it's still going to be Sharon. Um, yes. I think right now we are very much being set up for a Sharon victory. Um, she's very well-rounded. There is not an element of drag at this moment that she's bad at. Uh, she's a great yeah. singer. She's a great actor. She's a great comedian. She is very well-rounded. If you're looking for the classic elements of drag, she is your winner. That being yes. said, I, I'm not counting out Australia yet. Um, she is very much the the narrator of the season. She's doing I think very she's well. Breaking star. Like Estrella, you like the star, like everybody, you know, you love her personality. You want to see more of her. Like, I don't really know what I'll be able to see from Sharon after she wins. Like, what will she do? You know, Like Like, Sharon, I think if you place next to Carmen Ferrala, there's, there's, there's difference, but I feel like um, it's it's the Pokemon evolution. Yeah. Yeah. Carmen going to Sharon in, in the Pokemon evolution makes sense. But yeah. there's something exciting if you have Carmen standing next to Australia as your two winners, cannot be more opposite. And I that's think it's exciting. also like Carmen Ferrala, I think, deserves a lot more like praise than what she has. And I wish, yes. I think she's starting to tour now in the US or something. But She'll like, be a drag con. interested to know like the English proficiency that both of these girls have, because that will depend on like what kind of reign that they'll have. Like, what like they'll be able to branch out of because if not yes. they're just gonna say like in spain like nobody else is gonna like 
Yes. Unfortunately. Well, I mean, um, the know. I feel believe both casts of Drag Race España will be at DragCon UK in January. Okay. Uh, Carmen is coming to US, and I hope so. I get to interview her. I yes. love her. So, um, but there's one more thing we need to make sure that the listeners know about next episode. Yeah. That's our guest judge, Theresa May. So excited. Um, if the lip sync song is her smash hit, my pussy is like a peach, I will scream, I will shout, I will be thrilled. Hopefully, I cannot be believe. Hopefully I cannot be believe that Theresa May is not only a guest judge, she was filming this prior to uh, UK3 even being aired that's how good they knew she was going to be i said put her on season three well she's on season two as a guest judge i am so fucking excited for her um this is so important put drag queens on the u.s panels that's a great part about drag race espana like i think this is the third girl right because like didn't envy peru wasn't it in the past too we had envy peru um and then la prohibida Right. Right. And rumor has it there's gonna be one more. Oh. Uh, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Bam! We'll find out. Um this was fun. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo and any projects you want to play? Yes. Um you can find me on Instagram at Venacava. That's V-E-N-A-C-A-V-A. And then you add a dot and an A because a bitch took it. Um, you can see all the shows that I'm doing there. I'll be soon announcing more like summer shows coming on. I might have like a new projects going on. I put my producer hat back on. So yeah, just like follow me on Instagram and keep up. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. The biggest thanks to Vanna for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm -hmm.